This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. And that's you, and you're very welcome. So we are still in the middle of Creer Watch, but we've also started to have some arrivals. So I wanted to give you a flavour of <laughs> in the field recording. Unfortunately, that means it's a little bit noisy with the wind, so apologies for that. And uh, yeah, and then so we've got two on the ground and we'll tell you more about those. Here they are. Betty's been first. So Betty Blackmum, who's got a lovely dark fawn youngster, uh, female and up and healthy and going looking for milk. Well, all the others have, have already been and said hello. Well, most of them anyway. Some of them are holding their distance. But uh, there's a whole crowd of, of aunties that have been to check on the new one, as they do. And uh, mum's a little bit perturbed by, by the amount of attention she's getting. But she's okay now. And she's doing her thing of standing. This is the, the programmed thing. This is the thing they do is to stand because that's how, that's all they need to do is stand and let the, the youngster find the right place. He's got long legs and eight and a half kilos, so good size. And she's just, she's been looking for milk for a while, but looking in the right places, but just not quite connecting yet. But it's distracting with all these other, um, other backers around and Betsy trying to keep the <laughs> some of the adults at a distance. So... She'll get there soon, I'm sure. And all little in the right place now. Yeah, good, good. Um, I haven't found the placenta yet. We, we discovered it down by the lake. Um, and there were some gatherings that some of the alpacas were looking in. Well, they were looking at something. We weren't quite sure what they were looking at. And then there was some, there was a little group of them down by the, the edge of the lake. It's some steep paths and, and things. And uh, she was actually took down a bit too close to the water not very close but trying to stand up and, and gain your legs for the first time I felt it was a bit too close to the water so I brought her up and got her onto the the upper path away from at least some of that danger so now she's uh, she's come up and she's walked up to the area where the the rest of the the alpacas are she's up on the terraces and the others are standing around watching or or gone back to grazing, and uh, she's having a good try at the little one. So this is going to be female with a name beginning with L. So we'll have to go check on the baby name book. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Work out what name she should be. Oh, hello, Erna. You come to check me. I'm talking to my phone, yes, I know. And regularly, if you're standing around, particularly talking into your phone, then when it gets really nosy, it will come up and check out what's, what's happening, what's happening, what's going on. So we settled on the name of Lena, and it seems to fit. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do that. You try the name one for a few days, and then decide what's going to be the best fit. Sometimes it's just not right. Anyway, so Lena, it is. It can be a bit of a tricky time, this just arrived and being checked by everybody and uh, there are various phases with that from when the baby first lands on the ground to when it first gets up and starts moving around 
And uh, this is exactly what happened. Here it is. I don't know if you can hear in the background. Um, Betsy is still making noises. She's been grazing, so she's been very quiet, but then the little ones got up and started wandering around and trying on these legs of hers that she's not used before. And everyone else is crowding around. Oh, look, what's this? Moving around. So Betsy's trying to fend people off, look after the baby, be in the right place. She's just pushed her, her career from last year away. Sorry. <laughs> Dislocation of a new baby arriving. Poor old Anne Harrod is, is now a second-class citizen. Oh, dear. But uh, they seem to be doing quite well. She's been feeding really well, which is good. And um, <laughs> this is Betsy in the background just keeping track and encouraging her to stay close, keep everybody away. It's a classic Betsy. This is how she goes. This is, this is the, the classic noises she makes. It's, it's, it's somewhat similar to Millie. She's uh... <laughs> wonderful. The stress of being a new mother. Oh, dear. I feel for her. No imminent signs of birth from anybody else, but there's a few showed a lot of interest. And a few definitely look on the enlarged size <laughs> in terms of body. Every now and again they lift the tails and I have to check and see what's going on. <laughs> from a distance, I need my, my binoculars with me, I think. And we know the old saying about when you're doing career watch, you need to have a chair, a rope, and a pair of binoculars. The chair is to sit in, the rope is to tie you to the chair, and the binoculars are to be able to watch from a distance. It's generally better to kind of not be too involved, <laughs> but uh, it's tricky when they're giving birth next to the lake. I don't think I can just leave them there. So anyway, they're now up on the terraces, and they were doing really well, and managed quite nicely, thank you very much, and this little one trundled around. So we were able to uh, keep an eye on it. And it's interesting, the group seems to be much more relaxed even than last year, which is really nice. And they're quite happy for me to be around and in the midst. Uh, at least I like to think that they do. <laughs> I'm sure there's a little bit of, is mm, he around again? But yeah, so that's that's that was the first one that arrived. And uh, later on, we managed to, to get a, a little coat. Actually, it was quite a big coat. It was quite a big baby. So we managed to put a coat on for overnight because the weather's just been a little bit iffy and coming and going in terms of rain and being a bit cold. It's, it was so hot last few weeks and now it's gone to being almost autumnal. And that's as typical of August, unfortunately. So that was that. Now, uh, kept eyes on, but nothing much happened for a few days. So then um, which day are we on? I've got, I lost track already. Okay, so it was Tuesday. So not a lot happening. I kept going and checking. Uh, then we got to lunchtime. So came back, had some lunch, and I was going to be doing something else. And thought, oh, I better, I'll just go and have a look. Um, always good to do that. Whenever you get a little nudge that says, I think I just need to, then you do need to. So walked down the, the they were on the terraced field down the far end by now. So I walked down and, oh, no. Not a lot happening. It's okay. It's okay. And I kind of did a quick count, but I couldn't see them all. So I came off the the upper terrace down steep slope. 
almost fell flat on my face. But anyway, so I got to the to the and looked around, and then I could see round the corner to where the others were, and that's where I spotted Pridwen. Pridwen is a lovely white female. She's daughter of of Megan, and there were legs showing. So she was obviously just starting to give birth. So I I ran back to the stable. It's a long way actually from there down to the stable, but I ran down. I hurried down as much as I could to the stable, grabbed my bag. And it's helpful to have something that's got all the bits in it. That you can just grab the one bag and away you come. So it's, a, it's actually a, an old, or a new actually, I bought it per, purpose-made, toolbox. So a plastic toolbox, but it's got all the bits, the tray and bits of in there, the gloves and lubrication and 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 the, the weighing scales and all that kind of stuff. So I then uh, zipped back and was able to arrive in time to find there's this little one. In the long grass and, and the rushes and reeds kind of, Tussocks and things there, so it wasn't very flat, but it was nicely tucked out of the way, which was which was good. Some of the others, I don't think it actually noticed. <laughs> so there they were, and they, they you know went through the process. So that was good. So uh, placenta was passed quite quite quickly in this this little thing. So that was uh, first one was eight and a half. This one was just over seven. So smaller, but still a good size. Good size for a crate. Don't worry about animals that size. But it was about half past one. By the time that he was born, he was a little boy, and we're going to move on to letter M. So, Merig, which is a Welsh name, Merig is the name we've settled on, and uh, we're going to keep practicing pronouncing it. But Merig is what we're going for. So he's doing really well. We got uh, a different size coat on him. Oh, I thought we were going to get away with it, but then the weather changed, and we got worries of what was going to be happening none of the others a lot of interest but none of the others actually showed any signs of giving birth but uh that that will come so that was uh yesterday now they i fed them and that was great and we got the coats on <laughs> little lena is so fast i had to kind of work them around and box them in and get them into the the corral and close the gates and then get them in and, and finally cornered little Lena in, in the small stable. Mum wasn't best pleased, but we managed. We got the coat on. Uh, so I think generally, if you can't catch the career, it probably doesn't need a coat. Um, but, you know, the weather was, was going to be wet in the early hours, so it was all right then, but it was going to be a problem later. It's really nice that we've actually got a, a house that's not far uh, and generally can see most of the fields. So I can usually have an idea of what's going on and where they are. And I know they'd, they'd gone round and they sort of went out and the little ones in their little coats and they all kind of tottered round and they were on the bank on the far side of the lake. And then all of a sudden I saw one of the alpacas, one of the dark ones, was was after something and I could see there was there was something on the ground fairly small. I could see there was a fox being chased off by one of the alpacas and um, it was only later when I got over there that I worked out just who it was and it was Alice, good old Alice. So she was very actively after this thing and and saw it off. Again, <laughs> not sure the others particularly noticed, but she, she definitely saw it off and was stood over down that end of the of the bank, so a good fifty yards away from the others by then, and was standing on duty. She was gonna protect and was waiting for any other signs of this thing coming back again. So I thought I'd better go investigate, went over and uh she came back, joined the others, and everyone was pretty relaxed, chilled, 
and the youngsters were fine. But I wandered up onto the path in the woods and started heading back towards that. And there was the fox. It was just gone looped around and it was coming back again. So I'm not going to see that one off. So it, it disappeared off into the undergrowth and, and had gone. So, I mean, they're good at, at protecting and they're certainly going to protect their own. So I wasn't too worried, but I just thought it was better to have this thing at a distance rather than... And it was a pretty one as well. I, I know it's very difficult to have uh, a negative, murderous feelings towards a fox that is so pretty, um, but they are a problem. It's very nice in pictures and at a distance, but I don't want it anywhere near my baby alpacas. Thank you very much. It's one of these things you get really protective and, and kind of worry about all kinds of things. So going down this morning and finding them all in the stable, ah, they're okay. They're alive. They're there. <laughs> In the early days of when they first arrived, I, I worry every morning when I go down until I see them that they're okay. So I went down and, and the little one was, uh, so Lena was in the midst. There was, a I don't know, probably about 10 alpacas all gathered round in the stable. And she was in the middle of all that with a little red coat, which is quite useful to be able to spot her. And over in the doorway, there was Myrig just sat in the, he was sat in the doorway. Look, he's got a lovely head lovely shaped head and and uh, some nice curly fleece coming down his neck by the look of it. The, uh, the lovely markings on the back of his head and the top of his head and sort of the back of his head and over his ears. And I think a little touch into his eyebrows, a little bit of sort of uh, fawn. So it's kind of like light, medium fawn. But it's darker than the rest of his body. And <laughs> underneath, there is this really bright white tail. Oh, oh, I did, I did remember... Um, I was trying to work out what was happening with the loops. I put these, these coats that we've got, the loops go over the tail. It's a bit tricky to keep them on the best of times. And I was wondering how these loops were not on. And then I discovered <laughs> later on, I saw, oh, there she is. Hunneth, little dit, was was chewing on this little, little thing and, and playing it, pulling at it and, and generally being a, a pickle. So that's part of the reason why it wasn't stuck on the tail anymore, because little Hunneth had been... <laughs> I've been investigating and just wanted to pull, pull on this tab. Uh, I don't know. So a little bit of potential today, but nothing. And then we've gone into drizzle and everyone said, OK, I think enough for today. We're not going to give babies today. So it's all gone quiet, giving them some hay in the stables. And they're quite happy and they're all tucked up. And everyone seems to be relatively relaxed. Mind you, having said that, the one who is not relaxed is Roslyn. She's got uh, a bit of attitude at the best of time, but she is seriously unhappy. Nobody comes near her without getting a, a good mouthful. Uh, not actually spitting, but she's she's certainly swearing at them. And alpaca style. And yeah, so she's she is pretty close. And there was a, a moment this afternoon when I was sure she was not just going to the loo, she was starting to push. But nope, false alarm. So we do all this watching and we do all this waiting and uh, we, we learn as we go. But yeah, so that, that is where we've got to today. So we've got two on the ground and we're waiting for the others. And we're just hoping for slightly better weather, which would be nice. But otherwise, we'll carry on with the coats and whatever arrives whenever it arrives. So I don't know whether you've got any Korea stories when your youngsters have arrived and how you've coped with the, the Korea watch phase and also with the the sense of being responsible when they do arrive 
it's actually down to the alpacas and most of the time they do a really good job but there are things we need to be aware of and interfere appropriately but otherwise we use that rope and we tie ourselves to the chair and watch from a distance so take care if you can go spend some time with an alpaca especially if it's got a career bye for now This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.